Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Hello guys, welcome to the new episode of Everyday Talkies. So, this is a continuation with the last episode to the rocket launches episode where we talked about the space race and the future tourism industry that is going to develop from let's say initial space flights to hotels in uh, space or to moon orbits and all of that. So, looking forward to that, but this episode we wanted to touch more on the new innovations that is happening in the rocket industry in the space industry what are the new companies that are coming up and as well as talk about the indian space uh, agency and if there are any indian companies that are working on it as well so without any further delays i welcome back vivek again talking about his passionate subject and spreading the knowledge to all of us but over to you vivek actually i think that was a very different introduction than what i'm used to my education has been in commerce for the past 7 years and when you mentioned that i am an expert in this field it actually makes me laugh like even facebook's uh, advertisement uh, algorithm for some reason identify me as someone who would be interested in learning about different technologies which goes into making a rocket so now you know facebook knows you better than yourself and you should pursue your career there but we'll not go into this is not that kind of an episode and you know education and interests vary very heavily and there are reasons on why you want to pursue education and things like that but okay if people don't know about that side of your life they should watch our first episode and they'll get to know the whole of you or some of you so let's not uh, delay any much so let's begin with the new innovations or the new companies that are trying to bring in new ideas into this industry so like i'll just ask you a question do you think like is it possible for you to build an, an entire rocket from your home like maybe suppose you are working for a rocket company which is situated in let's say europe can you make the entire rocket just by sitting at your home what a rocket which we launch in diwali yes a rocket yeah. to launch humans no <laughs> <laughs> it is it is actually happening there is this company called uh, relativity space i'll just uh, go into the background a bit what spacex does is uh, spacex print a lot of its uh, engine parts like spacex uses a uh, merlin engine for both its uh, falcon 9 and falcon heavy rockets and they 3d print a lot of its parts so once i learned that a lot of rocket engines are being 3d printed i was actually searching for like the what 3d printing is and how it works online if you ask someone genius right now to you know recreate a, uh, an engine f1 engine which was used in the saturn 5 rocket they won't be able to do that because earlier all the construction of engine used to be handmade the product line was in such a way that you have to pass on a lot of commands manually and like uh, you are developing something and something just didn't fit so you just uh, you know scribble your notes on a rough pad of paper and you made those changes and you kept that note with yourself because you are the one who will be working on it for the next 10 years or 20 years that small notes never you know made its way into the actual manual log or manual records of how that engine was fabricated uh, so if you ask someone like of an engineer right now they won't be able to read the blueprints or the manuscripts of those engines and they won't be able to recreate that like my first uh, encounter was with like the spacex print or 3d print a lot of its parts uh, then i came across this company which has its uh, branch in new zealand as well as in us and that company is called rocket lab the main rocket or their flagship rocket is electron right now which has achieved i think 12 or 13 launches so far so they carry small satellites into low earth, low earth orbit 
and if they are able to you know make it a profitable venture and it is a lucrative venture for them they'll you know develop more rockets or uh, like they are using very lightweight rockets boosters i think it is made up of ca- carbon fiber which is very light but you don't lose any of the strength which is required in a rocket but they 3d print like their entire engine is 3d printed uh, so when i learned that i thought like this is so exciting and interesting like you can go to, you can carry the materials in a small box and you can go to mars or moon and you can just pa- pass in the commands and you'll get any engine you want over there so like This was very exciting, and about a month ago, so I came across this company, which is not only three D printing their engines; they're actually three D printing the entire boosters and different parts. Like I think ninety five percent of their uh, rocket is being three D printed. So I was watching an, uh, an interview with one of his founders. That company is called Relativity Space. It is based out of US. He was uh, saying that during the entire phase of the lockdown, when the lockdown was in strict uh, like in strict enforcement across US what it did was all his employees used to work from home only there was one supervisor at the factory to ensure that you know all the parts are working like all the different segments are working in harmony with each other and nothing goes wrong so they 95% like they're printing their rocket through a 3d printer it is very exciting and a game a revolutionary change thing in i i believe rocket industry so this is actually very quite fascinating that you're sitting for a company that is building rockets that their employees are sitting at home just passing commands over the internet and the printers are doing just doing their job that's actually quite wonderful to think and you know like it would be great that uh, to be in a place where it becomes common like right now most of the households have normal printers it would be really fun where most of the houses will have 3d printers and these designs will become open source and different people will be able to come up with their new designs new ideas and try to build small parts in whatever small capacity when it will be crowdsourced so that will be a really good boost to the innovation sector and that would be something which i would surely be looking for and some days who knows that even us who have no relation to rocket engineering might just become rocket engineers in some way or the other i'm actually banking on that i hope that happens in my lifetime <laughs> Oh absolutely. Okay, so you know we talked about 3D printing and all that. Do you have any more uh, companies that are, you know, proving their metal in a different way? I just want to add on the part like uh, the sophistication has evolved so much naturally uh, that almost all the new rocket companies which are coming up or the all the companies which have been in the rocket industry for a long time, all the new engines are being, you know, kind of uh, 3D printed. Like I don't think so there is any company which is coming up which is not 3D printing their uh, engines of the rocket. Even uh, there is this company Skyroot. It is the first private Indian company who, which is planning to uh, send uh, satellites into low earth orbit also uh, even they uh, 3d printed the third stage engine and they tested it and it, it was a successful test even that is that is actually very interesting that you know this guy from my country who are actually uh, just 3d printing engines and they will be sending satellites to orbit very soon okay yeah given that you talked about india now so why don't we jump into that sector where we talk about you know how how it started and you know where are we currently and what are some of the notable launches and you know how are we progressing uh, into future so initially i think the hallmark of isro was that with space in india you usually associate isro the indian space research organization and you know you don't really think about uh, private companies which we will surely come up we'll talk about in a while isro though is not heard in the world sector that frequently but it has had its notable achievements quite frequently in the past decade where starting with chandrayaan missions and then the mangalyaan mission which was quite popular because we were the fourth country to orbit mars and we did it so cheaply like that was i think the talk of the world and also the only country to have uh, you know reached mars orbit in this first attempt absolutely no other country has been able to achieve that so it is actually very commendable it is very difficult like once you get into the technicalities of how the orbital maneuvers function and like how you have to change orbital path and or the trajectories so it is very difficult it is a very difficult thing 
because as you know space is vast and actually get into orbit of a different planetary body in the first attempt is a notable achievement yeah yeah and then you know uh, that was in 2013 and then 2017 we had the PSLV launch the C37 which basically launched 104 satellites in one launch that was the highest ever satellite launches i think it's still it's still the world record right now correct correct it's actually a quite great achievement because you need these missions to tell the world that there is a company isro which is doing this at such cheap rates and we are capable of it obviously not i would say in the forefront of technology given the restrictions that we have and the restrictions majorly being funding because as i mentioned in the last episode as well that nasa has a funding of 18 billion dollars per year and isro has 1/10th of that just to give you a comparison for different space organizations around the world uh, we have the european space agency which has 7 billion dollar funding then we have the roscosmos that was that is in russia that gets 3 billion dollar funding and you know that might also you know tell you about the russian space i would say submissiveness or i don't know we can put it in this way because of the political nature of russia's or the social security of russia uh, there has been the economically russia has not been at the forefront in the world right now their technology in space has been stagnant for the past few decades even after the space race like a lot of rocket com- rocket companies in us uh, still uses uh, engines which are dev- which are made in russia by the russian companies uh, so like russia was at the forefront of developing rocket engines and technologies back in the 1960s and 70s and even way beyond that after the, uh, the space shuttle was retired nasa astronauts used to go to national space station and russian rockets so russia has been at the forefront of that yeah and i think as you mentioned rightly about the economic conditions and things like that the funding has been quite low and that is why we are not seeing any new breakthroughs from the russian team but you, you never know uh, what might come out from there and then we have china uh-huh. cnsa who has 3 billion dollar funding and at the very bottom rank we have isro at 1.7 billion dollar funding i don't know why did i ramble so many figures it's just that i had it written <laughs> so i wanted to to be said in the podcast because it did that much effort you know but even with like even with one with 7 billion dollars what it's so has achieved is not a small feat i think uh, it is very difficult to achieve so much of things with such a less funding i think uh, even uh, like building a flyover or a highway in india takes that much of amount <laughs> I, i might be wrong but like it 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 seems to me that if you make a flyover which is a 100 uh, 20 kilometers long it consumes a lot of funds what will be the cost and what will go in uh, okay let's not go into controversial topics i don't want to be banned cancelled anything uh, <laughs> probably i'll will save it for some other episode but yeah as we were talking about isro and i just want to point out one thing i think it will be controversial but i can't uh, stop pointing out that when you compare like you are comparing the budget of isro with the budget of nasa and how uh, like small it is compared to nasa's budget but if you compare to the nasa's budget to the budget of the defense us defense correct yeah like it'll it'll it's it is actually i will it is actually shameful for the humanity that we spend so much of amount on defending ourselves than in exploring uh, because if the funding which the us defense gets is the same funding nasa had in my opinion i think we would have the actual civilization on mars moon and even the even moon of jupiter and saturn like this is what i believe because it is achievable just that we fell short of funding it is not lucrative yet you know i think beat for any country i'm sure like in most of the countries the defense budget is more than even in india i would say just as you mentioned it's very shameful that you know we spend more on being scared of other people rather than exploring the frontiers of space but okay let's jump into what are we currently cooking 
in the isro storehouse and um, are we looking at privatization of space in india as well are we looking at some private companies to do that as well so what do you know about the current nature of indian space exploration nasa is planning to set up base on moon where water was discovered by the chandrayaan 1 so i think that is a commendable achievement and then uh, the next thing to achieve is to send humans to space so isro is developing rockets and technology like a uh, spacecraft which will carry indian citizens to space from indian soil uh, that entire project is termed gaganyaan so the people which will uh, take off from indian soil they won't be called astronauts uh, they are using a different term for that vyomnauts vyomnauts but yeah it's good yeah, you get an identity so you know that's always a good marketing trick or whatever it just gives you a sense of patriotism so you know that's always good you know just to give a quick rundown of the different rockets that are currently in isro and what uh, what are we looking at the future so i did a quick research and you know we i've just did a quick comparison between isro and given that we have such good knowledge about spacex i would like to do a comparison so that people have a benchmark on what they want to look at so initially we have the small rockets called the slvs which are comparable to falcon 1s in the initial stages of falcon which still uh, are for you know small rocket launches where small satellite launches which are used majorly for commercial purposes or for defense purposes or things like that then we have the PSLV which uh, as you remember again um, a bigger rocket more in the range of Falcon 9 that basically was used uh, to carry the 104 satellites in space so we have the PSLV and there are different variants of that one and then we have the GSLV so GSLV is the one which is the I think the most powerful one we have yet I think the most powerful one is GSLV Mark 3 which is more like Falcon 9 Block 5 I think but yeah I think that is the one which usually we use that for uh, geosynchronous orbits okay these were the basic rockets I don't know why did I give the rundown I think the rundown was basically to give a comparison with SpaceX because as we know that SpaceX is using reusable rockets right and it has mastered the art of landing vertically and for anybody who does not know ISRO is also working on reusable rockets because I think that is a fact that all space companies have to look for because that is the most effective measure all the space companies globally are doing that even rdn i think is developing a reusable rocket uh, blue origin has like uh, the new shepard which will take humans to like the very bottom of space like the edge of space like that small booster is reusable and even uh, united launch alliance they are de- trying to develop reusable rockets uh, because if you have to survive in this industry you'll have to you know start making reusable absolutely rockets. and i think that is where i think india lacks a bit because spacex has cracked the formula similarly other companies have uh, and up in the breakthrough isro has not yet got the formula right yet it is currently developing the rlv series of rockets which is basically uh, it was tested in 2016 where they are basically experts in horizontal landing now which as you mentioned earlier like space shuttle like the airplane landings that we have currently yeah, they have managed that they have expertly tested that but we want to get something which is vertical landing which is more efficient which is more cost effective so that is something which uh, india is working right now and hopefully in the future we'll get to see that soon as well and uh, i think um, to basically summit all of and talking about the private agencies the private space agencies i have a few names that come at the top of my head and something which i remember is this is a very good uh, first of all youtube uh, channel which i would like to shout out which uh, they do a regular uh, update on the indian space research uh, systems and the different space agencies that are there garib said so he does a lot of videos in hindi talking about the indian technological industry more specifically in the indian rocket industry and the space agency so shout out to them and you should uh, check them out from that video i got to know that there were multiple companies starting with skyroot aerospace which is i think the most prominent ones based out of hyderabad so uh, they are actually uh, they comprise of former isro scientists who are developing 
a series of rockets called Vikram 1 2 and 3 and they are uh, basically trying to commercialize sending of rockets into space nothing has been heard yet they're not publicizing it until and unless we're successful i think that that is i think the indian mindset if when it comes to space agency until we're successful we don't really like like to uh, you know beat our drums so um, looking forward to learning more about them and the second one which comes across is anikul an, sorry agnikul cosmos they based out of chennai and as you mentioned they are working on agnibar which is again a two stage rocket and they have 3d printed engines which you had mentioned earlier actually i think uh, we should also learn 3d printing and we can i think we even we can start our own rocket company <laughs> we'll start a, we'll start a crowd we'll start a crowdfunding podcast will get popular and we'll get crowdfunding and then you know we can just make our own rockets and go to space ourselves we won't have to rely on virgin galactic or blue origin or spacex to space take us to space no, i don't know how much confidence you have on yourself but i don't have any confidence in anything that i have built i can risk my life on the rock Rockets that I have built in my backyard to go into space. <laughs> no, the thing is, the worst thing that will happen is we will fail. So I think that's not a problem. The failing of rocket is not a problem, but uh, losing life might be a problem for some, I guess. But uh, let's not get into that. Yeah, okay. Also, I, I think as uh, you mentioned that Indian companies are you know coming up with rocket and they're, they're uh, integrating rocket technologies over here. Uh, I just uh, like to mention there's this kind of dark horse which is being overlooked by everyone I know. Like I, it is very difficult to you know uh, learn about them. They are based out of uh, Syria, Nevada. Uh, I think their name is also Syria Nevada Corporation. They are not only developing that; uh, they are developing kind of a uh, space probe or spacecraft which will carry humans between Earth and the Mars, like between the orbit of Earth and the orbit of Mars. It won't take off or it won't land. It is actually very efficient. The design is very efficient. It looks more like a Starship Enterprise design. It has been designed in such a way so that the com- the journey between the orbit of Earth and the orbit of Mars is very comfortable. And they are even developing landers to land on Mars. That lander will be separate. It'll be in, in orbit of Mars, and you know they'll, or maybe they, it'll, it'll uh, go along with that uh, spacecraft, and it'll undock and then land on Mars. So, so their sole purpose will be just to carry and just to land. That is very different from the approach which uh, SpaceX has adopted, because SpaceX just wants a single-purpose vehicle which can do everything. Talking about these different ventures and the different approaches to space travel, one thing which comes to my mind is an Indian company called Belletrix Aerospace. They have a very different approach to rocket uh, launches. They are developing something called a mobile launcher. So a rocket which is mobile. so you could be launching from kolkata to bangalore anywhere uh, so that's a very different concept or something which is cost effective which is not restricted to a one particular location i don't know how are they doing it so you know something which we should look out for like you mentioned mobile launches i was actually reading about it, it was uh, developed by both russia and uh, us and i think they had a few launches as well uh, where they used to launch rockets from a ship from the deck of a ship it is kind of a mobile launcher but it used to transport on sea Uh, the benefit of this was that you could take it near pole or you could take it to equator and you could launch rockets from there so if you want an orbit which is aligned with the equator you won't have to you know uh, spend too much of fuel on maneuvering your rocket or correct, the correct. third stage of the rocket or the satellites uh, to you know get into that orbit so those are the technology they didn't uh, dwell too much into uh, because that i think that are not cost effective or they just didn't want to you know invest too much in that like i'm just glad that there are so many innovative ideas happening at once there is suddenly a space boom i think which was basically i would say popularized by the emergence of spacex and how people got heavily invested in that i remember when the crew uh, when the crew dragon was happening when uh, the launch was happening with the two uh, astronauts who were testing the flight to then that i think they were around if i remember correctly 200000 people watching a live stream in youtube it was such an amazing feat you know uh, today in the morning i was watching the rocket launch by united launch alliance the delta 4 heavy unfortunately it was an abort because their engine didn't ignite 
like i follow this uh, channel on uh, youtube called everyday astronaut and there were 20 20000 people watching that and this was just a regular rocket launch which was carrying a re- regular payload for the us government and still there were so many views i know actually this weekend there'll be multiple launches by spacex spacex will be lo- launching a falcon two falcon 9s and uh, then there's one launched by uh, rocket lab of the electron rocket after such a long time and then there's one more one more launched by Arian, Arian, uh, by Arian, if I'm not wrong, uh, by the European Space Agency. So, like, there are multiple ro- ro- rocket launches by multiple companies. Like, so many rocket launches are happening on a particular, on a single weekend. It is, it is too exciting. Yeah, and I think one thing which should be mentioned is, and I think probably the Indian government should take note of is that how these different companies are also marketing them very beautifully. Like, you see, there are extra effort to put cameras outside so that people have that view of how the rockets are performing, how are they working. So, I'm sure the Indian governments. Are to probably enhance their cameras and you know market these on youtube on these different social platforms so that people can collectively view it as an occasion and celebrate it i think the uh, the private companies which are com- coming up they'll lose that because they know the importance of this absolutely we have discussed quite uh, quite a lot uh, in this episode as well where we delve into amazing innovative ideas of different rockets and the indian space research i think this topic is never ending and uh, probably every time we do this episode we will just say that we have just scratched the surface there's so many things happening some things with it we are unaware about and um, as and when we get more information probably we'll do a new part of this episode who knows maybe next time we come on this episode we'll have our own rocket company come oh, on wow. actual wow 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 yes yes well <laughs> we'll try a level best but till then thank you everyone and you know before going i would just like to end this episode on a quote from vikram sarabhai our father of indian space exploration it was a quote during his time still i think relevant today for the indian space research so i would like to close it by that so as he mentioned there are some who question the relevance of space activities in a developing nation to us there is no ambiguity of purpose we do not have the fantasy of competing with the economically advanced nations in the exploration of the moon or the planets or the manned space flight but we are convinced that if we are to play a meaningful role nationally and in the community of nations we must be second to none in the application of advanced technology to the real problems of man and society That's a, such a beautiful I think message to probably end this episode on. Thank you Vivek for gracing this episode with your knowledge and being in this episode again. Soon we'll have you back with the next episode with a different topic. Till then thank you thank everybody you. for joining. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So bye.